Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pascal, pull up, jumper, got it again. Cleanly through for Siakam. And the crowd on his feet. Welcome to Three in the Key on TSN 1200, bringing you in-depth basketball analysis and interviews on the NBA, NCAA, and U Sports. Now, with Fuad ahead, here's Elias L. Zane. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Three in the Key. Elias L. Zane alongside Fuad ahead. What's going on, man? And we got a couple of guests for this week's uh, episode. We got Dang Adele and Zara Arsamwan of the Blackjacks joining us in the key. Appreciate it, fellas. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us, man. It's a championship weekend coming up in Ottawa. Obviously, the Blackjacks are in the semifinals. They're going to be playing the Hamilton Honey Badgers. As we're recording this, we know one team on the other side. That's going to be Niagara. They'll play the winner of um, Scarborough or uh, Saskatchewan to see who plays in the other semis. Uh, now the season's been over, guys. You guys had some time off and still a couple of more days off before you play. Just your overall thoughts, whoever wants to go first. Um, you know, on the season, it was a bit up and down, but how does it feel heading into um, championship weekend in that semifinal against the best team in the league? Go idea. Um, you know, I think for us, uh, it's definitely been an up and down season, especially, you know, we had a coaching change at the start of the year. And then just with the movement with the players, we had a lot of new guys coming in and out. And just getting a feel for that has kind of been challenging. But I think um, our finals of, um, of, of the season, I think we've done a good job of just kind of staying together and then guys being more competitive and actually like, you know, what we work on in practice has been translating to the game, which has been good. But um, I think we're excited to play Hamilton. Um, we played them at home, so we got a feel for them. They beat us at their place. You know, we beat them at our place. So this is kind of like, you know, you know, the last draw and see see who uh, see who wins it all. So I feel like we're prepared for them, and um, it should be a good matchup. Not for sure. To kind of piggyback off what DA saying, like, 
definitely this year has, has been a challenge and it's crazy because it's only a couple months, you know, it's a short time period. So what, 22 games, regular season, I believe, to kind of get everything in order. And I'm definitely, definitely proud of like this team's resilience and kind of just, you know, finding a way uh, to win, to, to figure it out and kind of build the chemistry. And I think we for sure have come a long way. Uh, in regards to like championship weekend, I think it's a very exciting time. Um, you know, Hamilton's obviously a great team, one of the great defensive teams in our league, just a very talented team overall. So I think against them, it's a great matchup. And I don't know, we're just really excited. And hopefully, you know, just continue to build on what we're doing and, you know, see it through for the weekend. But, you know, we're excited one step at a time and just keep building in practice. That's where it starts this week. Yeah, the, the CBL is a incredibly young league when you think about professional sports around the world as it's only been like a few years that that it started uh you know four years so with and with covid was one of the first big years uh for the cbl so for it to be so young and going through so many things and then to have you know both of you guys to come up to canada and play in ottawa in our city you know if you go back five six years we would have never expected that to be a thing so and you've both played in different leagues uh, i think then you've played in uh, australia you've played in the g league and the nba of course then i think you went down to uh, mexico played there and you've played yep. in the other canadian league that's here i think it's the nbl yep. you played in the sudbury for the sudbury so yeah. for for both of you guys, I guess I'll start with Deng. What uh, what differences do you see in the CEBL? What are you know some things you like, you dislike? Uh, how how do you compare this league to other league that leagues that you guys have both played in? Um, I think honestly, uh, it's very similar to the G League. Honestly, in terms of you know the pace of the game, the style of play for most of the teams, you know, um, it, it's not overly like a. Uh, post up, you know, back to the basket type of league. So it's very similar to like, you know, they try to like the G League or the NBA type of style. So for me, I fed right in. Like, I was comfortable with that. Um, but in terms of, you know, playing in Australia is kind of similar to that. But I feel like this one is a little bit more on, on the G League side. Yeah, I think uh, the CBL, the talent pool this year, has been really incredible. I mean, just even for me alone, I get to play alongside guys like like Dang and Walt, who played in the NBA, kind of made the highest level. Dang played at Louisville. Um, Johnny, you know, high-level guy in uh, France. Jackson, you know, killing it in, uh, in Germany. So just being able to see such a collective of guys who had not only, like, experience at the highest level here, but experience at the highest level overseas all over the world, and kind of all having them in one place. I think the competition has been fun and you get the mix of the, obviously kind of at the foundational piece, the Canadian cultural aspect of it and continue to push Canadian basketball in a, a great way. But then also you got international guys like Dang who's coming from, you know, Australia, South, South Sudan and uh, just a combination of talent. So I think it's really funny. You're trying to figure this out in a very, very short amount of time in this kind of condensed summer, summer season. And plus with the Elam ending, I think there's nothing like that, right? So every game kind of, even if you're winning by 20 or whatever, it keeps a, a whole new kind of refreshing kind of aspect of the game that I think all of us have had to kind of adjust to. And uh, I'm just impressed that the league's only been here for such a short amount of time. And like you said, with the whole COVID thing, you know, to see what, mm -hmm. even with, with our team this year, me and the DA were talking about it, just people's recognition of the team when we first got here versus now and just kind of like becoming more involved in the city. So you've kind of seen everything grow. I'm really excited for the league and, and it's fun to really, it's really, I, I've had a great experience being a part of it when everything they're doing, they're doing some great things. 
Uh, I got to ask you guys, Zena, you mentioned the Elam ending, and it's not like any other league you guys have obviously played in. Yeah. How do you like that? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Do you wish it was just traditional four quarters and you don't, you know, have to worry about at a certain point, you know, when it gets to four minutes and that fourth quarter, the clock stops after the first, you know, whistle. And then it's like first one, like the team that's leading, if they get nine points, they win. Because obviously we've seen it both ways for you guys. The first game of the regular season, you guys were up going into Elam time. And they were losing to Fraser Valley. We saw it another game on the road against Scarborough. You guys were down and actually had the biggest comeback mm-hmm. in CBL history, a 23-8 to run and winning that game. So thoughts on Elam ending? Do you guys like it? Do you think it should be implemented in other leagues uh, or not? I'll let D.A. go because he's the bucket getter. <laughs> Elam is a little different, you know? But yeah, go ahead, D.A. I, li- I like it when we're down, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like... I think, and that's 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 the that's what's so interesting about it because obviously when you you're up, you're kind of your mind is already like the game is over. You know, when you get to that, when you're looking at the time and whatever lead that you have, you're playing the game or you're playing on the clock. So you're just trying to pretty much slow the game down and use the clock. But with Ilum, it's like no, there's no clock at all. Like finish the game off the way it's supposed to play. So. It's got like a pickup to it, and it's definitely fun. I think with our group is actually we play a lot better when we're down in Ilum, which is I don't know, it's all twisted and stuff. But um, it's been fun. I don't know how I feel about in other leagues, but I think for this type of style and this type of season, and just in terms of you know it's a short season, I think it works well with this. But um, I, yeah, I know they do it in the TBT as well in the US, but um, I don't know about. I, in long other seasons, I don't think I, I wouldn't suggest it, but it's fun though. It's interesting. Yeah, it's cool how in the NBA with the All Star Game they kind of had a similar yeah. kind of thing, right? They when they changed it, and it, it in a sense it added a little more excitement. And like like you said, dang, um, yeah. if when you're down, the team that's down, that, there's the mental thing there where it's like okay, there's no clock. It's just a, a number that you, you have to get to. So you just get to that number. And it, it, to me, it feels like mentally I could see it being easier to go out there and be more motivated to be like, okay, we, we got this. We can get back into this yeah. and, and hit that number, right? Um, but when it comes to how does it feel when it ends on a free throw? Mm. How do, I, like, how do you, I don't, for me, I'm like, talking oh, about this. <laughs> yeah, talk about that. yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this like in depth because we came to the, like, we should not end on a, it should not end on a free throw. Right. Like they have to, I don't know what they can do or anything like that. Maybe give it out to the side or, or something like that, or just keep the, keep the score going. Like keep, like add another number to it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But on free throws, no, it does not feel right because now it's the referees in the game now. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's not about, you know, it's not about who ends the game. Now it's like the referees are involved and we lost on the game that was, very crucial in that situation and it wasn't even a foul to say that <laughs> <laughs> are there are there so, fines in the cbl can you get fined for calling out the refs in the cbl or no <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna say we, we, we ain't trying to get you like fined d we're yeah, not trying to get you fined you edit that out z your thoughts yeah, on is the that whole uh elam ending on a free throw because you guys have lost like dang mentioned i think it was the saskatchewan game right on the road and then you guys have won a couple on uh free throws at home right so your thoughts on it no for sure me me and dang talked about it and I, i'm kind of on the same page with it i feel like sometimes when it even when it's benefited us it's like ah you know it's 
you know, I'm not going to complain about it because a win is a win. So I'm never going to, you know, from a strictly competitive standpoint, you want the W. But yeah, from just a, you know, ah, how do you want to end the game? I think definitely yeah. like a bucket to solidify just creates a whole different sort of like, okay, stamp of approval. But yeah, the Elam for me, I think for what this, for what the kind of, setup is for the summer with this league i think it's it's it works for this i like i feel like in a long seven eight month eight month season or six month season then i probably wouldn't necessarily be uh the best option so i'm not be too interested in but yeah it's been fun I, i gotta ask okay so when you guys are at the free throw line and it's elon time and next free throw wins is there some talking because obviously i'm the sideline reporter i try to get close to hear if there's any you know chit chat on the court is anyone there in between the line saying you'll miss it let's play to get a bucket like from the opposing team or anything like that. Is anyone challenging you guys like that? Like, yo, miss it. If you're a man, miss it. And they're kind of challenging you like that so that you can end it on a bucket. Is there any kind of talk like that? Um, I'm not challenging like line? that. You know, if anybody says that, <laughs> try with the game, get the title. <laughs> I just wondered, you know, because, you know, if you're playing pickup, And somehow, I guess if you include free throws, some people do that. And it's like, uh, you'll just miss it, you know? And let's actually get a bucket. But I guess, obviously, this is a professional level. You guys are trying to get the win and yeah. not stay on the on the court. You guys mentioned, obviously, we know it's a short season. You guys have been here since probably mid-May uh, until about, like, mid-August, as I mentioned, championship weekend at TD Place. If you're in Ottawa in the area, uh, come support the team on Friday night. The whole weekend's going to be great. There's a lot of events going on at Lansdowne. Make sure to check it out. I'm not only saying that because, you know, I work for the squad and I and I know these guys, but it's actually a very high-level um, basketball. And I know a lot of basketball fans in the city enjoy that. So so, so come out. I want to ask you guys about the city in general. You guys have been here for a couple of months now. I know there's also some traveling to other places in Canada when you're on your road, uh, when you're on the road. But uh, what's the feel like for Ottawa? How are you guys uh, liking the capital city? How is it treating you? Yeah, Z. First. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, Ottawa has been unbelievable. I mean, I'm be honest with you. Before I came here, I really didn't know much about Ottawa. Um, in terms of just uh, just obviously how great the people are, kind of you know the way the city moves. Um, I've I've absolutely loved it. I think uh, the people number one. It's interesting because obviously it's a what about a million plus people or something like that around there. But it still feels like, you know, certain 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 worlds are very connected and you run into the, you know what I mean? So just even within the basketball world, here, you can see it's a very close-knit community. And like, for example, yesterday we went to go watch, uh, a lot of us, the team went to go watch, you know, the, the Gigi's play uh, FSU and getting to see, you know, some of our G, uh, G uh, Josh, you know, guys who played with us and just getting to support coach and other coaching staff. So just that the community aspect is one of the things I really uh, loved about Ottawa. Um, Man, it's been beautiful. Summer, the weather has been been lovely. I know they said you know winter is a little different, but summer downtown has been lovely, and just the the city the city overall, man, it's been a really incredible uh, experience. And I feel like Ottawa's like a, a gem, a gem. You know, I know that sounds weird because the nation's capital, but I feel like for me, just my experience in Canada, man, I love, love, love Ottawa. So it's been great. Yeah, like Z said, honestly, um, you know, my experience has been great here too. Uh, I had you know. I, I've been to Toronto and you know Montreal and um, uh, Vancouver for this, but I had never really been. I really didn't know the capital like that. But um, I think just coming down here, I didn't really know what to expect. But uh, 
the weather has been awesome. I think coming this summer, it makes it that much better, you know, just, just to say that. But um, I think it's just um, the location we're at, too, where we're located here with downtown. So it's walking distance, um, you know, we can legit across the street. You go on Elgin and you wherever you want to eat, um, just good vibes and everything like that. And like you said, Lansdowne, too, there's a lot going on there. It's a great location. And, you know, having soccer there, football there, that type of culture makes it fun. Yeah. It's just not, you know, just just one sport you're going to. You can, you know, do multiple events. But, um, you know, we've tried to just, like Z said, we saw uh, the GGs play last night. So we try to go to a lot of events here in the city and just kind of show support, show our faces to promote the team as much as possible, try to get as much people to come down just because, you know, they had a COVID year last year. So everybody's first time getting a feel for this. Oh, that's super cool that you guys are the fact that you guys went to the Ottawa U Gigi's game. That, that that's super cool yeah. to go to see that. And yeah, summertime in Ottawa is beautiful. The weather is definitely beautiful. It gets super hot and everything. And the city's adding, you know, little things here and there. Like again, yeah. like I said the CBL has only been around for like four years or so. So the same thing with the blackjacks, right? Um, and the funny thing is, like it, you guys are both from you know, so totally different places in the world in comparison yeah. to Ottawa, but yeah. you both are fully fit. There's so many South Sudanese guys like Deng, yeah. and there's so many, I think you're Nigerians. I don't know. You're not Niger- Niger- a lot of Nigerians. Yeah. A lot of Nigerians here yeah. who talk exactly like you, look exactly like you. So even though, and uh, did you grow up in LA, was it? I grew up in LA, yeah. Yeah, so even though you're from LA, there are dudes here who are exactly like you. So you both, you know, fully fit into a city like this, and there's so yeah. many guys who live here that are like you guys, and then Ottawa may not be a Toronto or Montreal in terms of just, yeah. just the hype and like how, you know, the big city vibe and stuff like that, but you live in Ottawa. You're only two hours away from Montreal. You're only four hours away from Toronto. You go and visit those places too. So yeah, no, it's cool to see that. And uh, like I said, like you guys fit in to a, in a city like this. To, to so to hear good things, it's it's, it's super yeah. cool. Yeah, to add on to that point too, I just feel like there's a lot of culture here. So even just us on this podcast right now, look how diverse this is. Like exactly. We all, have, we all have unique experiences, but we probably could share a lot of different, like just from maybe how we grew up and respect and household and all that. So like. uh Elias took us to uh, took us to uh, African African barbecue spot. Absolutely delicious. So getting yeah. to even just eat delicious African food in Ottawa has been unbelievable, man. We was tearing that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. just it's just, it's just it's just nice to be able to know like you're away from home, but certain things remind you from home, even in Ottawa. So I think that's why it's also made this experience. Just exactly. Incredible. Yeah. That connectedness yeah. is a hundred percent there. Like a lot of people, they talk about Toronto being so multicultural and it is, yeah. it's, probably, it's arguably the most multicultural big city in the world, but Ottawa is equally as multicultural. You'll find so many different types of people here uh, in Ottawa. And yet speaking about kind of, you know, upbringing and, and similarities there based off of, you know, the different cultures we have, obviously you have a similar upbringing, just having immigrant parents in a sense or in uh, yeah. Situation going from South Sudan to, to Australia and growing up there and stuff like that. For Zeta, I wanted to ask, um, you specifically chose to go to Harvard, from what I understand. Like that was enough. Yeah. Like you had offers from so many different schools, but you yeah. stayed in high school for an extra year yes, and you know got your SAT score up to specifically go to Harvard. What mm-hmm. was the reason behind that? Why did you want to go to Harvard specifically? Um, I think for me at the time it was just. Uh everyone is different and everyone's journey and her, like, you know what I mean? But for me specifically, I think uh, at that time, it was just really, it was just bigger than me, the decision. And I feel like, I think I'm the first person in my family to actually go to college in the States here and actually complete. So I think to be able to have the opportunity, you know, with basketball and obviously academics, combination of both to go play for coach America and go attend there. And that, uh, 
it was just it was just the right timing and I feel like it was important to you know it becomes a lot easier when you can kind of see it when it's happening close to you so for example just like my little brother my sister my cousins by kind of hopefully seeing me you know do my best in sports and also try to do my best academically and hopefully combine that experience by having the chance to luckily attend Harvard that they felt like that this dream that for a lot of people seems so far away just because of the numbers or statistics behind acceptance rates, all that extra stuff, that they, you know, know it's possible. And that's all it really was, or just, it doesn't have to be Harvard. I just mean just whatever it is, you want to maximize, you know, your opportunity. Because when I was getting recruited or the goal was just to go to the, to get offers from big schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's all I want to do was play high major division one ball. And, um, you know, I'm very, very blessed that that opportunity arose. And I think once I kind of was locked in that I wanted to do this and take that extra step on my journey, then I, I think it became easy for me yeah, just to be like, you know what, I'm all in. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's kind of what I expected. And, and you know, to, again, like you said, that upbringing and like that, what's instilled in you from, from you know, the exactly. cultures that you grew up from, right? Yeah. You made that school, decision. School, doctor, lawyer. Exactly, like, especially oh, Nigerian parents. Yeah, yeah I, I know for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and similarly, I guess, with, with Dang, you you ended up in Louisville. How did how did that happen for you? Uh, I think it was just, um, honestly, around, I think, year 10, um, Heading to 11th grade, kind of in Australia, I was just kind of like, I was getting, I was getting, I, I wanted it like a new challenge, you know, um, you know, like I was, I was doing really good in basketball. I was playing, obviously, all the age group and everything like that. And, you know, I was always watching college basketball. I was watching NBA. Um, I was watching high school mixtapes. And, you know, I, I, it was just, it was just intriguing to me. So I wanted to see how I kind of, how how I you know I kind of pan it out to some of the guys and how I can how far I can go with basketball. So kind of moved to the U.S. Um, went to a prep school in Florida, and the crazy thing, my first ever AAU game. I think I had just got to the U.S. maybe like four days ago, and my first AAU game was uh, it was against Brandon Ingram, and it was like Coach K was there. Obviously, every school you can think of was there. Um, Duke, Kentucky, obviously Louisville was there. Um, Florida when Billy Donovan was there, everybody was there. So I was so nervous, man. Honestly, like layup. <laughs> <laughs> I was missing the layup. Missing layups. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm over here. And I'm still jet lag trying to adjust to, you know, yeah. it's, it's a whole different time difference and everything like that. So you know, I think I played all right, but I remember like I blocked, I think I blocked Brandon Ingram on like the buzzer for like he was going for the game win. I blocked him on the buzzer and I was screaming and like the next day, I think um, I remember talking to Coach P because he's the type of coach that likes guys, and he didn't care how I played that whole game. It was just the last possession. That's right. all he told. Me. Yeah, that, that's that's all he told me. He's like, you know, like basically got an offer right there, my first ever game. So when that happened, I said, "Oh, this is easy." Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I like. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I didn't really play well, so I was just for the rest of the summer. I think I was just honestly coming here to the U.S. is is so different for me because in Australia it was a it was kind of a struggle just to get to gyms and places to work out and you know having somebody to rebound for you or whatever like that. And when I came here to the prep school, honestly, I can get in the gym anytime on the gun and get some shots up. So I was in the gym like legit every 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 opportunity that I had. So. 
that helped me with the summer and then and then just had you know I had a great summer and got a lot of offers that year so I kind of just kind of peaked as soon as I went over there and I think Louisville was my cousin went over there and I remember taking a visit and just kind of fell in love with the campus the playing style and and, and kind of like just that culture I had in high school was kind of similar to what I was you know going to get to in college. Now that's so nice to hear the different journeys and how you guys ended up um, in your schools and how, you know, you're recruited. Uh, we talked about food earlier, so I want to get into that a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe some rapid fire questions. Do you guys have a favorite food spot in the city and has it benefited your game? <laughs> hey, this question is kind of biased, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Go ahead, one of you or both of you. Go ahead, Dia. What's your food spot, big dog? Dia is the foodie, by the way, because Fuad is also a foodie. Oh, I love my food. Uh, on our on our on our show, and he has like an Instagram page about food in the city and things like that. So I'm sure he's uh, wanting to hear your perspective on the food you've had yeah, definitely. Uh, in Dia, Ottawa. Dia's not a foodie, man. Subway don't count, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> subway man, don't let him fool you. <laughs> man, those are some premium sandwich last I checked. <laughs> nah, but um, I think I, I like a couple of spots. Honestly, like um, I'm I'm big on Nando's. That's like, that's pretty close for me. Um, uh, also, you know, obviously the African spot we went to the other time, but also there's another African spot, Suyo Place. I think that that's yeah. that's good. Suyo yeah. Suyo Place is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It take my money on DoDash, so uh, <laughs> um honestly I like the the taco spot El Camino, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That and honestly, I just it just kind of depends on the day. Um, you know, it kind of depends on the day what I'm feeling. And I've kind of just tried from different places. Um, but those are the kind of places I can say off top right now. Okay. I like uh I think for breakfast, I went to Elgin Street Diner and had some really good uh, pancakes good vibes um i like i think one we like a lot just because you know it's convenient not too far away but it's a solid food brown social house pretty good uh nando's um yeah. el camino african barbecue spot called been honestly one of my one of my favorites i actually had this place called um just had this place recently it's really good it's really good pizza nerd oh yeah yeah pizza nerd is good yeah 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 so i, just, wow. I had that yeah, Coach Vince, Coach Vince, you know, put me on to the, that place. is, is really good. Have, and, uh, have yeah. you guys had the Shawarma. Ottawa staple? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Shawarma Palace. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's supposed to be the best, <laughs> best, best shawarma in the world. Ottawa's supposed to be the shawarma capital of the world, yeah. believe it or not. Had, <laughs> uh, that's, that's so random. I was not expecting that. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah they're big on shawarma. That's, that's, that's a lot whole... of Lebanese people. Yeah, exactly. Too, so. That's the whole culture. Yeah, remember, thing, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I was going to mention is, uh, have you guys had shawarma? Have you guys had shawarma palace? And there, there's a, a lot of different places. There's a, I think it's relatively new, a relatively new uh, Nigerian spot that opened up. I don't know. You need to, I forget the name of it, but no, they've got like, they, they have, they serve fufu, agusi. Oh, I haven't tried I, Yeah, they serve it. Oh, like legit, like Nigerian food. I need to try it. I'm planning on trying yeah. it in the next couple of weeks. I definitely yeah. will be. And yeah. yeah, I know I'll let you know if it's good or not. And what are your you, good spots you, on here? Uh, cause you guys are down, you guys are downtown, downtown. Oh man. Um, 
I live, so again, obviously you've only been in Ottawa for, for a little bit. I live on the outskirts, like in the suburbs. It's called yeah. Canada. So it's like 20, 30 minutes away from the downtown area. So I'm yeah. eating food on this side of, of the city. The um, yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing. There, there's a few. There's good spots. I love Caribbean food. And there was one that was here in Canada and it recently closed down because with the pandemic and stuff, not many. Yeah, so I've been yeah. super sad about that. But there's one called uh, Jerky's. Um, that's yeah, like I've close had, to had. you've had that, yeah. Jerky's is pretty good. I like jerky's. Um, there's this one really like so it's, you, I'm sure you've seen these little shacks. So it's like a, it's called Do Good Food. And there's this, this dude okay. that's in there, this Jamaican dude, never has anything that's on the menu, but what he has is incredible. So you go in, you ask for something, he's like, ah, no, me don't have, me, me don't have, me don't have. I'm like, okay, what do you have? Exactly. I'm like, what do you have? He's like, well, I, got, I got jerk chicken and I got rice and peas and I got some oxen. I was like, right, cool, give it to me and it's delicious. So I'd recommend that. It's cheap. That's the name of the restaurant, Do Good Food. Do Good Food is the name Straight of the point exactly and summertime he has a little barbecue grill outside and he does all the barbecue chicken jerk chicken on that grill and it's yeah. delicious so I, I just, just, just just pull up over there and say i'm just pull, exactly just pull up and say hey, yeah. what do you have today yeah. <laughs> i know you're not gonna have anything what do you have and then yeah. let, let him give it to you and it's delicious i recommend That's that for cool. sure um yeah I like yeah so it depends what i'm in the mood for and what you're feeling uh, there's a burger joint, but it's all the way out in the outskirts of the city, like Manatee. I think there's one in Barhaven too. It's called Burgers and Shakes. It's probably the best burger um, in the city for sure. Obviously, Palace, if I'm like feeling like uh, shawarma, we got the African barbecue house. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There's this place called, it's Turkish food called Pita Bell. I'm sure Fuad mm -hmm. knows it. And that's really good. I've never, I've never tried it, but yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's really good. And they also like when you ask for something on the menu, they don't have it, so you know it's about to slap whatever is left. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of those places too. Um, I'm a big on desserts as well, so there's like a Lebanese dessert place like next to my house that like serves up some wicked um, desserts, like something called knefi. It's like this cheese and. I don't know how else to explain it, but they put it in like a piece of it's bread like a, and they have yeah, cheesy uh, dessert. Incredible. Yeah, yeah incredible. they put this Lebanese maple syrup on it. It slaps you eat that. You're not eating the rest of the day. It's that, <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some good Asian places too, um, as well. If you're feeling like, you know, Chinese food, I know a place called Mojo's. Uh, but yeah, man, there's a lot. And obviously, Putin, there's another place, an Asian place too, that serves up. I mean, Putin's called Chips and Dairy. They have Asian food, but they... Like poutine is also like a Canadian delicacy, I guess you could say. I don't know if you guys have had that, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Like, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of food, there's a lot of good options, and it's growing. So that's good, and I'm glad you guys have gone out there, you know, and tried different things and had different cuisines while uh, while you've been in the city for real. No, for sure. I feel like me and Dia are big on like, you know, like you said, just well, that's why I love his energy, just on exploring and definitely trying to get the full experience. You know, I know we, we're, we're not here for the longest time period, but definitely want to get the most out of it and just take on the experience. So that's, that's been fun. What's the what's the kind of reactions you get when you guys are out and about in the town during the summertime in Ottawa? You, you know, you got, dang, it's a South Sudanese, tall, tall South Sudanese dude yeah. out in Ottawa. You don't have that, how many tall dudes here in Ottawa. Like, what, what reactions do you get from people? People come up to you and ask you, like, oh, do you play basketball? Yeah, definitely the height. Um, I feel like anywhere in the world we go anywhere, it's just going to be like, that's the first kind of impression from everybody. But I uh, definitely ran into some people that know about Ottawa Blackjacks. So that's and they, you know, kind of just hear us on and love what we're doing. But yeah, I feel like it's always the height and, um, and just kind of like, 
you know, you just get a couple of things and the conversations always kind of started with that. Especially when we're in a group, you know, it's a bunch of tall guys, you know, okay, like, you know, they definitely look like exactly, yeah. But everything has been super, like, the city has been so, so positive. The energy has been positive. And I feel like, you know, us as a team, uh, you know, the love has been great. We just want to give that back, you know, and I think a lot of us are just very appreciative, you know, and happy to be here. Exciting to be here. That's dope. Quickly, as we wrap up, um, do you guys have any favorite shoes to wear on the court uh, for game day? Kobe's. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, I think Kobe's, and then I've been wearing some KD's, but mostly I try Kobe's. They're comfortable. Z? I got my honestes, and I, I I've actually really enjoyed them. I, I was wearing uh, the LeBrons for a long time. I love I love my LeBrons, but like the honestes are a lot lighter. Uh, and uh, I like uh, I have some Kyrie's waiting too. So I, I like the I like Kyrie's Kyrie's and Katie's. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, I guess quickly, I wanted to know about Zena. You you started a company that um, called Unfiltered Network, right? Yeah. Yeah, can you talk quickly about that and you know yeah. what, what you do with that and where you are with that? Absolutely, yeah. So that was something I, I started. I started in college uh, towards the towards the end, and really it was just a. Uh, I just used. I thought it was just important to use storytelling to kind of bring together human experiences on mental health and really mental health just being um, just life, right? Because you go through ebbs and flows. So I think it's something, and kind of that stigma trying to continue to unlayer that stigma around mental health, and because I feel like everyone. Uh, goes through it to some degree i mean i think it's just mental health is a human experience like not every day you're going to feel the best not every moment you're going to feel your best so i think and also just a big part of what that project did for me by for example what we would do is we take a story uh we would take a story someone write a story about their life anything they wanted to and experience and they would just share and what we saw that people were starting to open up and it went from start off to harvard just with the storytelling and we expanded to like the whole rest of ivy league like 60 plus schools if i'm correct you know, in a wow. short amount of time. So it just yeah. lets you know that like a lot of people kind of are looking for outlets and I don't do it as much anymore now. Um, the stories are still there. The page is still there. Everything is still, uh, but I think that was the biggest thing, just creating a platform where, you know, that saying of you can't really judge a book by its cover. Everyone has a story. I don't, there's deeper layers to your life experience that shape you in different ways. So I think the more we can just continue to engage in those conversations, uh, hopefully just change lives and help lives and let people know that they're not alone in that kind of, that journey. So, absolutely no no it's super cool that 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 familiarity among others struggles it's like i'm not yeah. alone i'm not the only person kind of going through this and when you see you know college yeah. athletes specifically who seem to be the happiest most fun having just like yeah. you're living the life you know but then you still are able to speak about that struggle that that that's super important that's yeah. super cool that you've uh you've worked with that and done that yeah. and i don't think people understand like even just uh being an athlete like the kind of mental toll it, it, it really is not not saying like obviously we're happy we're in a good space but i'm just saying like just being away from your family for long periods of time um kids uh my brother and sister and you know trying to compete at a high level being in a, in a new different place so there's just a lot of factors and, and i think the more we can kind of i like now that we're reaching a space where you see guys like kevin love and just more athletes kind of talking about hey you know what even though i'm making all this money like I'm still a human being at the end of the day. I still have Straight up. things that Definitely. go through. And I think that's for that's for everybody, you know. So it's been good. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. As we wrap up, I want to congratulate Z signing out in the first league in Finland. I know Dang has a couple of options in Europe, but hasn't uh, right. announced anything unless you want to announce it on our show and give us an exclusive right here. Come on, Dang. If you sign somewhere in Europe, 
Uh, you can go ahead and say that right now. If not, I know you have some options <laughs> come the fall. Nah, yeah, no, nah, I definitely I signed with the team in Denmark, so I'm definitely okay. There you go. Definitely, Congrats. Definitely, nice. Congrats, yeah. you both. You yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go kill it out there. Let's yeah. go. That's right. You know, yeah. Z, 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 only an hour and a half from me, so you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, That's Denmark dope, and are close to each other. So congrats to both of you. Love yeah. to see that. Um, to all our listeners, make sure to follow us on Twitter at the 3inthekey. That's where we'll be obviously posting everything. Uh, on Instagram as well at three uh, the3inthekey. On Facebook, 3inthekey. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Check out the website, the number 3inthekey.ca. Thank you. A big thank you to Zen out of someone, Dang Adele, for taking time out of their day and joining us inside the key. We really appreciate it, fellas. Man, thank you guys. Keep doing the amazing work, man. Love thank y'all, you, man. man. Killing it. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate appreciate the opportunity. So, um, you know, just just you guys keep it going, man. I'll, yeah, and I'll see you on you. Uh, championship weekend. Yeah, good luck sometime uh, this week too. We'll see us. We'll see us celebrating championship. Yeah, let's let's bring yeah, that trophy. Right. Let's yeah. bring that trophy. Right. Home. Let's go championship to the city for uh, Fuad Ahad. I'm Alaysalzain. Peace. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.